Ah, it's 80 in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. We're going to get to what's trending with our news here in just a second. Thanks, as always, for hanging out with us. Caitlin Kendall from ABC 21 is back in studio with me this morning. Here's what's trending with our news. How about this? Allen County officials might ease pandemic restrictions within the county at restaurant, bars, and gyms this coming Wednesday. If our COVID positivity rate continues downward, local curfews on restaurants and bar operations and ban on bar seating would then go away. Caitlin was just asking the smart question, though. I really am. I don't really know what the county restrictions are at gyms necessarily. Yeah. Because regardless of all of these efforts being rolled back within the county, the governor's executive order about social distancing and masks would still be required. It's been one year since the helicopter crash that took the life of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others. What we find interesting this morning, and maybe you didn't know this, is the final determination of the crash has still not been released. Although authorities say that releasing of those documents is just several weeks away. The National Transportation Safety Board says its final report on the incident will be available February 9th. President Biden says his original goal of 100 days... Of 100 million vaccines, he may raise that to 150 million vaccines issued within his first 100 days. And then the president yesterday said this. He believes there is an aggressive path to having anyone who wants a vaccine getting one by spring. Of course, there's huge logistical challenges to pull that off. Because I think a lot of us in our minds that follow this vaccination narrative, we're kind of thinking fall, maybe even winter of this year before anybody who wants one could get one. So spring would be a huge jump in timeline. And then everyone loves when salaries get released. Dr. Anthony Fauci salary got released yesterday. He is the highest paid federal employee in the entire country. Which doesn't it make you go, whoa. Was he always, though? Like, was it prior to the pandemic, or did somebody mm. give him a raise? Or I won. He makes $417,000 a year, which is, yes, more than the president, whose salary is set at 400000 and the vice president's salary is set at 235000 That's what's trending now with our Magic 95.1 news. Sandy in the morning, it's Magic 95.1. Caitlin Kendall from ABC 21 is in studio. I got a little bit of a, you know, wacky FM DJ radio topic here. You guys ready for this? What did your family forget? I'm going to tell you, a buddy of mine, <laughs> he was telling me <laughs> that his, uh, his dad retired and nobody in the family knew it. Um, my husband's grandma did the same. <laughs> Are you serious? We saw a post on Facebook. Yes! Yes, he goes, Andy, you're not going to believe this. Apparently, my dad thinks he told the entire family. And he told no one. He retired <gasps> and was going to retire at the end of last year. But he continued to work through much of this month, January, to tidy up some loose ends and to help with the transition. He goes, it wasn't until last week when he was home all week that finally... His mother goes to the husband and goes, are you going to work this week or what's going on? And he was like, no, I, I'm retired. No, I'm retired. <laughs> it's just like so his <laughs> wife just didn't know. She's just like, why is he home all day every day? She's like, well, I just assumed he was working from home or he had some vacation days. Oh. Or she goes, he goes, it wasn't until last week. At the end of the week, she goes, honey, why are you home? Are you going into work at all this week? What? He's like, no, I'm retired. She's like, you're what? He's like, I told you in the sum last summer I'm going to retire at the end of the year. You didn't remind me? <laughs> like, 
In the summer, it seems like just a cool idea. Yeah, isn't it funny how sometimes couples think they communicate, but they don't communicate? Oh isn't that hilarious? Oh, I'm retired. Wait a minute, what? Oh, yeah, I just had to tidy up some loose ends. But she's like, you've been going in every day. Yeah, I was just handing oh, over a transition. my goodness. He goes, so I, I thought it was, I thought that story <laughs> was so funny. Because that happens all the time in my house. I, For some reason, at the end of the day, my communication just breaks down with oh. my wife. And it turns into tribal grunts. And all of a sudden, I go, I told you that three weeks ago. Just people forget. You get busy. I did find a couple similar stories online this morning. What did you hide from your significant other? My boyfriend thinks we have three cats. I actually told him a long time ago that we had four, but just two of them are nearly identical. So he's like, no, you're okay as long as you just have three. <laughs> and he's like, well, she doesn't, because he doesn't realize that he has four cats in the house. What? Because just two of them look what alike. What happens when the two twins come out at the same time? time? My real name is Samantha, a girl writes. But when I first met my significant other, he misheard me and thought it was Sandra. We've been together for four years and I've never corrected him. What? How the hell you've never corrected him? You know what? My cousin, his name is Adam Thomas. Okay. And he went by Adam his entire life. Tell me why his wife calls him Thomas. This is the last name is like the name. Middle name. Oh, okay. His name's Adam Thomas Cooper. Got it. Tell me why. So in nursing school, it was a dare. His friends was like, you won't tell the teacher your name's Thomas. He met his wife at nursing, nursing school, school, and his name badge said Thomas. Now he told the whole family, you have to call me Thomas, after th- almost 30 years of being Adam. And then he gets mad when you say Adam. Is I'm like, crazy? you were Adam for 29 years. I'm not just going to be like, one day, hey, Thomas, how are you? Yeah, because you had a dare in nursing school. A dare that you won't go by your middle name, and that's when his fiance, now wife Has met, met him. him in nursing school when he went by and Tom. still calls him that? He, the whole family has to call him Tom. <laughs> I'm serious. He literally sent a mass text and said, Brittany is kind of confused. That's his wife's name because you guys are calling me Adam. Everyone in the family, I go by Tom. Tom? Who's that? You've been Adam for 29 years. Now you just wake up one day and want to be called Tom. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, Stories totally like that understand. crack me up. Me too. Sandy in the morning. Sandy in the morning, it's Magic 95.1. Caitlin Kendall back in studio, ABC 21. And sometimes what I need to do is take you guys behind the scenes and set this conversation (laughs) back up. When I'm in here, there's a lot, like I'm juggling like 10 things. And so when we have our co-hosts in, their mind just wanders because they're giving me my space to do things like track school delays and the weather and the songs and the callers. And so when your mind wanders, sometimes with Caitlin in particular, we drift into some (laughs) odd questions that don't necessarily have a good topical reason why we're getting into them. (laughs) This morning, out of the blue, she asked me, Andy, when you have French fries... How do you use ketchup? Do you drizzle on on top or do you create a puddle? And I'm like, I'm a puddle guy. And again, not questioning why asking that, (laughs) which I feel like I should have. But nevertheless, look, I got kids. I'm a puddle guy. I do it. I'm a dipper. And I also, when I have that puddle, I put salt on the puddle. Best way you get salt in every bite. Fast forward this conversation to the punchline we're talking about now, which is in your home, how do you store your family's bottle of ketchup? You put it in the fridge, right? Right? Why? Caitlin asks, because restaurants don't do that, and I don't have a great explanation why. (laughs) I have no good comeback as to why, one, you do one at home and the other, but I do agree with you on this. When I have French fries, I prefer room temperature ketchup. 1,000%. Nothing is good about cold ketchup. 
So this morning, let's just do, I want to do a quick five listener flash poll. Not what do you prefer. I think you can sell me on the room temperature ketchup thing. Mm -hmm. But how do you store ketchup in your house? 260-467-9500. And then ultimately, if anybody's ever worked in restaurants, you worked for Bob Evans growing up. Bob Evans. And they never stored their bottles in a fridge? Never. All right. So maybe we can get an answer to that as well. Andy in the morning, hi. Ketchup in your house. How do you store it? Go ahead. Well, in my house, we have two different opinions. My mom, she prefers it to be put in the refrigerator. I myself do not. I am the type of person who leaves ketchup and mustard and syrup all out in the pantry. You are my kind of gal. Okay, this is good. I haven't done a check-in on this in quite a while, so thank you for the call. <laughs> Andy in the morning, hi. The very relatable topic of ketchup consumption. Let's go. How do you, how do you store it in your house? In my house, we put it in the fridge. I'm a fridge guy too, but I she might convince me. You I want cold I, cold dipping sauce on your hot food. I just don't want to waste the ketchup. Thank you for the call. I've been I don't want to like open it up and have a you know a pour of mold <laughs> sitting on the top of it. I don't want that. Andy in the morning high a spore. That's what I meant to say. Spore of mold. Uh, ketchup high. Can't wait to talk about this. How do you store it in your house? Definitely in the refrigerator. Yeah, but but do you have a good answer? You sound like a smart guy as to why restaurants nope, don't. You- don't adhere nope, to it. And that's what I was thinking when you guys were talking. That's a good question. Why? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure somebody has this. There, there has to be a logical explanation. It has to be because it gets used faster. It, it has to be the consumption rate. Right. fresher, tastes fresher. I yeah, um, <laughs> this is crazy. Thank you for the call. Andy in the morning hot. How do you store ketchup in your house? Go ahead. I've lived it both ways. Growing up, it was in the pantry. Once I got married, I found out that it also goes in the refrigerator, and that was not a battle I was going to fight. So now we have it in the fridge. <laughs> but you would prefer it to be in the pantry. Uh, I plead the Fifth Amendment so I can oh! stay married. Yeah, so you can stay married. Yeah, the husband <laughs> husband rights act there. I understand. All right, thank you for the call. It's Andy in the morning. I found an answer, by the way. Oh, and the old Google machine over there? The old Google machine is hard at work, typing away over here. As to why restaurants leave their bottles of ketchup out, but yet yeah. most people in their homes put it in the fridge. Go ahead. Yeah, so Heinz, which I, I think is the superior ketchup it's brand, credible source, yes. um, said, th- they say on their website that ketchup is actually self shelf stable so it's okay but the company explains however its stability after opening can be affected by storage conditions we recommend it be refrigerated after opening but if you scroll down on this little blog a restaurant employee explained that they go through ketchup faster than you do at home that's it it has to be the case. so we the were answer. right we were right yep. we were smart we yep. were, also the thing you told me just a minute ago is that you like the little packets the little I love the packets like when you get a ketchup no you that's spo- my favorite because ah. it's it's warm. And if like I get the packets like from Chick-fil-A where you can dip or squeeze, I'm a squeezer. Wow. There's <laughs> It's like you and I, we work on the radio, but I know we wouldn't work outside the radio. <laughs> Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Caitlin Kendall from ABC 21 is in studio. I want to talk about President Biden's declaration about uh, the coronavirus vaccine rollout. The vaccine rollout, I think, is really interesting to me. I know some people sort of argue two different points of view. Some people say, hey, we're doing a pretty good job with it. All things considered, think about it. Think of the logistical nightmare that it is to get all these people through. Other people are like, no, I wish there was just one federal centralized system that did it. Other people are like, no, just let the states Mm -hmm. do it. They know how to best to work within their communities and their resources within the hospitals. The thing I've always been interested in on this vaccine distribution thing is this. When does the National Guard get factored into all of this? The thing I keep hearing is 
We don't have enough people to help. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough nurses who are just like not doing anything mm-hmm. to be able to man these these positions, these mm-hmm. posts, these these places. So the president, the reason why it's in the news today, says his goal is he believes there is an aggressive path to having anyone who wants to have a vaccine get one by spring. He admits there's some logistical challenges. He admits that would be really aggressive and probably not going to happen, but he sees that there is a way to do it. And I'm like, okay, is that magical way of the National Guard? You wonder if you're a National Guard member, if you're kind of on like standby, like... I, I just I'm fascinated by it. Not I'm, I'm not trying to be a political talk show. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to say I, I'm fascinated by logistics is what I'm trying to get to. Right. Don't you think it's interesting how air travel works and how we don't crash into things? Yeah, that's logistics. You don't know what Amazon is. Amazon is a logistics company. OK, mm-hmm. I know you think they just are a department store that gets to your house. No, they are a department store that gets to your house faster than anybody else can. Yeah, that's why they are that's who they logistic. are. Yeah. Call in Amazon and just be like, how did you guys distribute all of your packages in time? Yeah. yeah. And, and the answer is they've started building regional hubs everywhere they go. That's why we have one now that opened up in Fort Wayne this last mm-hmm. year. And they slowly but surely create more hubs and then they have faster delivery time. And I'm like, OK, can we can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's in, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of this rollout of the vaccines. So anyway, the news today is I kind of thought. In my head, as a guy who is uh, relatively young and healthy, all things considered, that I'm, I'm in my 40s, that I'm, I wouldn't get it until optimistically the fall. And now he's sort of touting that there's this chance to have it by spring. That would be something, man. That okay. would be that would be ambitious. It's definitely more early than what I was expecting. I just think once you get the baby boomer started, and then you have everyone in their seventies and eighties circling back around for their second shot. That's where I think that that's, that's the that's bottleneck. The catch is you have this mass vaccination with, and then, then gonna, they have to come back a and second then everybody time. Has to but come then back there's around. another round of age groups coming in. So I think it's it definitely is it can be a logistical nightmare trying to figure out what goes where, who goes where, and making sure no one's crashing into each other. Andy in the morning, it's Magic 95.1. Caitlin Kendall, ABC 21, is in studio this morning. A friend of mine who uh, works and does radio in Iowa sent me this story today. And he goes, uh, hey, Andy, have you ever heard how Brian Williams signs off when he works on MSNBC? (laughs) And I go, no. I mean, I love Brian Williams. I know he had that controversy, and that's why he's now on MSNBC and not NBC. Turns out this is how he signs off. Every Friday, every Friday, Brian Williams signs off like this. And since you're in journalism, Caitlin, you can tell me how dark and morbid this sounds. Here we go. Thank you so much for being here with us. As always, have a good weekend unless you have other plans. Thank you so much for being here with us. As always, have a good weekend unless you have other plans. What are the other plans? (laughs) Have a bad weekend? Right. Have a good weekend unless you want it to be horrible. Like, what? What does that mean? I <laughs> Have a good weekend, but actually don't. Just have a good weekend. Not Done. unless you want it to be awful. Unless you have other plans. Like, what? <laughs> have you ever seen anybody sign off like no. that? Do you think about your sign off before you like, say it? Or is it scripted? No, I or? just, it's not scripted. Just like, I just, whatever, it's off the tongue. But I don't say like, have a good night. Unless you don't want to. <laughs> Listen like, to this. Like, what? How dark is this sign off? Like, Brian Williams, MSNBC, apparently every Friday night, he signs off like this. Thank you so much for being here with us. As always, have a good weekend unless you have other plans. That's like, is he trying to go the route like, make it a great day or not? The choice is yours. 
What does that like, mean to me? That is the craziest. I would, I would never, if I was ending my newscast, just like usually I'll say like, have a good night or whatever. Like, we'll see, like, evening crew will be in it, whatever. Like, hope you join us at five. Unless you don't want to. <laughs> like, no, I would never do, have a good night unless you want it to be bad. I mean, like, who would, I mean, I've never seen a more confusing <laughs> sign off ever in the history. So uh, tonight on uh, at five o'clock when you're anchoring this evening. Have a good night unless you don't want to. Unless you don't want to, unless you have other plans. Otherwise, we'll see you at six unless we don't. Yeah. <laughs> Join us at six, unless you have other plans. If no, no one tonight, does that. That's, that's the craziest sign-off I've ever heard. It's Andy in the morning. Let's get to showbiz news. So it was announced yesterday, I put this over on our Facebook page, and man, did it get controversy and for no reason, in my opinion. But Budweiser is not going to air a Super Bowl ad for the first time in 37 years. Instead, the money they say they would have spent, which is probably like $5.6 million to buy an ad, crazy, would be used to, quote, raise awareness for COVID-19 vaccines. It's a nice gesture, but most people think it's some form of a publicity stunt. It's a minute-long commercial. I don't have time to play the whole thing, but they do incorporate a little bit of Lean On Me and America coming together. So here's a little bit of the spot. The thing about America is we can do anything. Lean on me when you're not strong. We can turn rooftops into mountaintops. We can turn boundaries into common ground. So uh, that spot is great, mostly because I love the song. Yeah, I love the song. That song's always good. But I do love that. I do enjoy the spirit of it is too. I do think that people come together and just like a trainer in a gym, you can push yourselves to places you didn't think you can go mm-hmm. if other people help you get there. As dumb as that sounds. Here's a rundown of some Super Bowl ad teasers that have also come out. Dorito is going to be making an ad with Matthew McConaughey, Jimmy Kimmel, and Minnie Kaling. Cheetos is teaming up with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. And area Peyton Manning fans are going to be happy to know that Michelob Ultra, he is going to be in a 60-second spot for them. The Hollywood Reporter is saying there is a live-action Harry Potter TV show in early development. What streaming service is going to grab that? As of right, always a streaming service. It's always a streaming service. HBO Max. HBO Max is rumored to have that. And then Hollywood continues to murmur about the possibility of Ellen DeGeneres considering retirement. Apparently, ratings and revenue haven't returned since her summer sort of kerfuffle with producers and the hostile work environment. A lot of A-list guests refused to come on her show because of this. If that continues down this road and Ellen does retire, Kelly Clarkson is now the one who, say, could take over that time slot. That's what's happening in Hollywood.